Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Uh, what the? All right, we got James Murphy on the board back in the studio. Mackie and Judd here live at the Minnesota State Fair. Garage Logic from 1 o'clock until 3 o'clock. Royce's going to be here. And uh, we got all kinds of... New swag to buy in the promo stand over here, and we have a bunch of packed bags with old-school 1500 ESPN stuff. And every day on our show, we're going to give one of those bags away to uh, a lucky contestant at 1245, live at the fair. It's we'll classic. explain more later, but yeah. we're going to play play a little game, a little GL pregame show at 1245 every day. And uh, I like that rant. It's an awesome nice monster right mosh, there. Nice yeah. That's, That's a disgusting yeah. act, by the way. <laughs> it is a... That's a disgusting act. a despicable act. act. Yeah. A despicable yeah, act. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth. I can't believe Randy Moss yes. did that. Despicable. All right, James, what kind of questions do you have for us? All right, we can uh, we can start right here. We've uh, we've talked a lot today about the uh, Urban Meyer three game suspension. So I want you guys to put yourselves into the shoes of Athletic Director Mackey oh, and OSU okay, President Judd. Which uh, which punishment would you have handed down to Coach Urban Meyer? Uh, well, if I'm trying to keep my, if I'm trying to keep my football program top notch, I would have suspended him for the first quarter of the first non conference game. And <laughs> no, just first play. Taking the blowback as a I mean, you might as well have a three game suspension. Let's okay. Have you guys pulled up the schedule? <clears throat> I'm sure they have at least one tough non-conference TCU. Game, right? They do, yeah. So TCU. TCU so is their last. So it's not Alabama. Last. There, he's going to miss Oregon State, Rutgers. Oh, So he's going to miss a Big Ten oh, game no. in there. And number 16, TCU. They could beat Rutgers with nine guys on the field the entire game. Um, the so, Gophers might beat Rutgers. That's all you need to know. This is what's tough. Terrell Pryor, I think, got suspended like five games for free tattoos. And Urban Meyer may have helped cover up domestic abuse and other questionable to bad to illegal behaviors of one of his assistant coaches and botched the whole handling, and he barely gets a slap on the back of the hand. He wasn't aware of it, Phil. He wasn't aware. Here's the thing, though. Just deleting text. I'm going to defend Ohio State a little bit in this regard, and that we are so quick to just instantly want everyone fired. Like, everyone, you do something wrong, you get fired, right? Was there a punishment somewhere between hey, you're going to miss a couple games here against Oregon State, ONTCU, yep. Yep. and you're fired, you can never coach again. Was there something between that that you could have landed on? And that's what I would have preferred. Something that, like, this is so obviously a light tap on the back of the hand. Yep. I don't think he has to be blackballed from coaching the rest of his life, 
but could you have suspended him until like November? Just something that was just that he, that felt a little bit more of a sting for him. Now, Murph, I'm sorry. Did, did you just say that this is in the shoes of the school president? Yeah, athletic director Mackey and sure, sure, Ohio sure. State president John. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, the AD also got suspended for a period of time too because he knew about it and they didn't report it to the uh, compliance department. Um, if I was the president of the school, I would very simply do this. I'd call a press conference and say, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we are Ohio State. We run a very successful college here in school, and we also run the most successful portion is the football program, and it's a business. And today I'm going to pull back the curtain and tell you something. We don't care about people. We don't care about students. We don't give a <laughs> damn about anything that develops people. What we care about is the fact that we're running a business. And by the way, all you suckers are going to continue to pay for it and watch it, and nobody's going to stop watching college football because of this. And Urban Meyer is a despicable scumbag of a human being, and we don't care because he can beat Michigan. Goodbye. In fact, has good he, night. Has he ever lost That's Michigan? it. No. Hardball can't beat them, but I mean that's yeah. that's exactly it. Just be completely transparent and say this is a massive business that makes millions of dollars and probably billions if you extrapolate it to the success of the major conferences, and we are going to be vying for a national championship and the development of of these kids as human beings. And if people get hurt, we really don't yeah. care. What would that's Nick, us? Here's another a question within question for both you guys. All right. <laughs> What, what, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start asking the questions here. What would, Nick Saban, what would Nick Saban have to do to get fired from Alabama? Besides, like, stop winning. But, you know, like right now, what would Nick Saban have to do for Alabama to fi- outright fire him? Um, He'd have to murder someone I was gonna in say, cold blood I was gonna in say, the middle it of would the have football to be, No, it would have to be premeditated murder. Unless it was murder, the Ole Miss coach. Premeditated murder. So if, if it's of a non-SEC head coach, if it's homicide, but it's like depraved indifference, he gets a slap on the wrist. Okay. So, but he, so he would have to. Saban would actually have to. It would be proven that he plotted out the murder of someone for him to be fired. Or Jim, Jimbo Fisher's with Texas a and right? But explain this if to me. If he killed Jimbo Fisher in the middle, oh, of oh, he could be out applauded for that. Explain this to me, though. And, and I, I don't mean to be a jerk here, but if you're Urban Meyer, how do you not have a burner phone for crises? Like, the phone that he destroyed stuff on was obviously a school phone. You should always have a burner phone. If how you're do you not? Like how him, do right? you not? But you're Urban Meyer. You are yeah. rich beyond belief. How does somebody, how does a booster not say, here is a essentially a burner phone that you can, if you are illegally recruiting a kid or you find out bad news, how, this this is where the text goes. And then if something goes really wrong, you take your car and you back over that phone and nobody ever knows. <laughs> you got to have a fall guy, right? Yeah, hey, fall, right. Hey, fellow Ohio State but, guy would tell you. But these you. people are despicable. So if you're going to do it right, be despicable and have a burner phone. At the very least, have an external email server. All right, question two. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> After a pretty mediocre to poor showing from the first team offense in last week's preseason game against Jacksonville, which Vikings position group or specific player are you looking to see some improvement from on Friday? Um, I'll go first. Offensive line, I guess. And, and I mean, so it sounds like Remmers is going to play some at right guard. Rashad Hill's going to be back at right tackle. Elf line's still out, but at least, at least you're going to have most of the primary components of your uh, starting offensive line playing. And I just want to see them provide, it doesn't even have to be fantastic, adequate protection so the Cousins can operate from the pocket. So it's sort of a boring and by now cliched answer, 
But if I'm concerned about one thing, it remains the line. So I'd like to see how they fare for the first half of that I game. I love what you just said. Yeah, I know we're here to entertain. Damn it. I'm going to give you a boring and cliched answer. That's it's, the, it's, it's where I'm concerned about, though. I got I nothing gonna, else. I, I mean, gonna, the defense is damn good. I mean, I was going to say Kai Forbath, but they cut him after his only miss. Daniel Carlson. What if Daniel Carlson yeah. goes 0 for 3 on Friday? I would. You know what I would do? I would, I would uh, stop offensively from the 55-yard range every time and take a knee and let Daniel Carlson come out and kick bombs. That's what I want to see on Friday, James. I want to see bombs from Daniel Carlson. Fair. I like that. Other than that, i got to be honest. Like, There's not much that can happen in the next two games that really, keep, really matters. To keep me. Kirk upright because he's not going to play in the fourth preseason game. So just keep him, yeah. keep him protected, keep him upright. If your priorities are quarterback, don't die, uh, n- defensive first-teamers, nobody blowing ACL. I do think Dalvin Cook's going to get some playing time. Not a lot, but some. And I think Dalvin Cook, that's the one thing that I don't, the one thing that I think he's going to step back in and have a pretty big immediate impact, that kid's a Pro Bowl player. So, okay, I have a dumb football question for you. That's right. Another question within questions. (laughs) Why is it if, if, if the plan is let's be really careful with Dalvin Cook because he's coming off an injury and we just don't want to risk anything before the regular season. Sure. And your plan is to play him in two series and give him the ball four times or something. Yep. Is there really value in that for him getting four handoffs and catching a pass in one game? Is like What's the value in that? The value, and I, I, I don't know if the answer to that question is yes, but the value as far as the team is concerned is – I think he has told him he'd like to take some contact before he gets to that first game. Mm-hmm. So I think the value is get him tackled twice. And Can't you just do that the knee practice? doesn't go out. It's not the same. It's okay. not the same. And I, th- I think for his peace of mind, they don't want, want him to get to September 9th and get tackled for, for the first time and almost be apprehensive or scared. So I think the key is get him tackled twice. The knee won't blow up. Sure. He'll be fine. And if it does blow up, we'll all torch him. Sure. Exactly. All right, James. But that's my job. That's question to you. And we can we can go to a break uh, to give you some time to think of this one, just because you might not know offhand. Wow. But you throw it out, and we'll see. We'll see. All right, all right. Judd's uh, Judd's new fo- uh, favorite college football team, the Miami Hurricanes, of course, are known for their turnover chain. And if you turn, tuned into any of the three games between the Twins and the Chai Sox, you saw the Whiteys don the home run chain. So wait, what wait, are wait, some the of the of a home run? Cha- can you have a home run chain when you're like 50 games below I 500? Not, I missed that entirely. I missed the home run chain. Entirely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so what are some it of only the? Comes out once every four games for them. <laughs> well, I mean they did. They they beat the Twins in a three game series. But what are some That's of the situa- situational Minnesota sports chains? That should be in development. Oh, that's wow. that's so easy. All right, we'll we'll come back with that. We'll come back with that. Doogie's going to be up here for a scoop session. We're going to give away some old school fifteen hundred ESPN swag in a bag before G- Garage Logic gets up here at one o'clock. Mackie and Judd, day one for fifteen hundred ESPN at the Minnesota State Fair. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Please keep working during the following announcement. Mackie and Judd are back on fifteen hundred. ESPN. You like that? You like that? I just looked it up, by the way, the Urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer gets suspended for three games, one against TCU, which is usually formidable. But he's it's it's such a slap on the back of the hand for covering up for what seems like a pretty toxically bad coach. Mm-hmm. This is how ridiculous NCAA basketball and football are. So in 2011, Terrell Pryor, the Ohio State quarterback at the time, this is why Jim Tressel wound up 
being out at Ohio State, right? Yeah, yes. He was suspended five games basically for taking free tattoos at some tattoo parlor. Yep. So. Well, didn't the Badgers. How was that? Didn't the Badgers have a whole thing with their football program involving free shoes? And they did they suspend guys? And I thought they had guys suspended for that, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. This was a big deal. That was a big deal like five to ten years ago. Yeah. But now there's just so much cash to be made. They're like, yeah, you covered up for something that's yeah. really, really bad. Yeah. The Maryland coach still has not been fired. A kid died on his watch. Yeah. <laughs> a kid died on his watch because of a guy he hired. Yeah. Like, this isn't very hard to say, you know what? You're, you're fired. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like in Myers, Maryland. in Myers' case... I, I don't have a hot take here as far as as he should be fired because it's very borderline. I he he comes off like a scumbag and, and his apology in air quotes yesterday to me was incredibly insincere in which he acted more put on than and he didn't mention the name of the victim. But the Meyer solution I don't know. But when you have a kid die in practice because of a strength and conditioning guy that you hired, yeah. I think that should probably cost you your job. Do you do you remember when um, uh, this might have been the the Brian Kelly thing where the kid blew some, up. like the kid yeah there was, he was filming it in and he, the kid was scared to go up and the was, crane collapsed and he died. College football coaches are psychos. Oh, they're like nuts. they will so yes and they I are and nuts. I like like as a I'm a Notre Dame fan and I but if Notre Dame had fired Brian Kelly because he, on a 35 uh, mile per hour wind day he put some intern up what are those things 50 feet high in the air to record yeah. practice yep football coaches are psychos yes and there's stories that who was on this morning james laurinaitis was on uh, from minnesota and former uh, ohio state linebacker i don't think he ever played for urban meyer because urban meyer was at, no, he didn't. at the time yep but he was telling the story about him. how yeah urban you could talk to him about different things and it was if it wasn't about football or winning or x's and o's he would kind of blow you off and and his memory would be kind of foggy. It's like, dude, okay. Well, that was the one. He also like he also left Florida to be with his family. He had some personal issue, and he was he- suffering from health issues. Yeah. And then within five minutes came back to coach Florida. I yeah, so. I think the health thing was precipitated by the fact that, that there was a lot going on behind, behind the scenes that they didn't want, want you to know about. Yeah. But the part of the report from Ohio State that basically said, Coach Meyer, we found out, has some issues remembering things. Yeah, yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. Really, you're going with that? Okay, who was it? Was it uh, Andy Pettit who said that, or was it Roger Clemens, the misremembered? Whatever, it was about, it was about the interactions it was, with each other. I think it was Clemens, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Joe, question three, James. Let's fire away. All right, so question three was, Judd's new favorite college football team, the Miami Hurricanes, of course, are known for their turnover chain. <laughs> and then the White Sox were donning their, their home run chain in the, uh, in the three-game series against the Twins. So Good what? For them. Change the culture, baby. <laughs> so what Three are s- games below five hundred? Busting out a home run chain. I love it. What are some of the situational Minnesota sports chains that should be in development? <laughs> oh, this is just so right for mean spirited. Well, I mean, the, comments. The Vikings. I have a couple. Bl- the Vikings. <laughs> How about the Vikings' wide left field goal chain? No, Every good. time a kicker misses a, a key field goal in a playoff game, we bust out the wide left chain. There can't be enough of those. Nope. I think there's plenty of wild chains. You could definitely have some wild chains, couldn't you? Yeah, what would be the uh, uh – disappointment playoff chain how about every time you get stonewalled from point blank range in the crease in a playoff game as a as a forward <laughs> like that's a chain right there for sure the common yeah. yeah but you can't go too right? close 
So you, yeah, because you don't. They wanna... lost to St. Louis yeah. because they wouldn't drive <laughs> to the net. So from like so, it would be away, like right? a chain. It would yeah, be like yeah. a really big chain that 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 would hang way down as to not be too close to the goal itself. How about a Timberwolves long two point jumper chain with a hand in your face? Yeah. Yeah. Every time you you come off the court, the you take a chain. 20... The t- <laughs> Rotate. You just push it and it goes, rotate. You take a 21-footer with a hand in your face, and you get rewarded, baby. The hand in the face chain. I like it. Oh, I saw what it. about All an right. in- Instagram drama chain? Yeah, the uh, the Jimmy Buckets <laughs> chain. Drama chain. All right, what are some of yours, James? Um, The, the biggest one I had was the uh, Baker's Dozen Plus One versus Bucky chain. That the Gopher football team should uh, should. I mean, they can add to it every year. That's that's the uh, that's the joke. <laughs> because it's been since what two thousand. It's been fourteen straight games. Yeah. I was uh, freshman Phil Mackey at the University of Minnesota was sitting behind the goalpost for that, and uh, we were planning. We were that was the last time for the last win for the last win against Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah. We were planning Pat yourself on the back how to game. how to run on the field and storm the field, but they had too much security. We were also planning that for the Michigan game, and it wound up not being necessary because they lost but reese lloyd made the kick and then ran to the sidelines jumped over the bench and grabbed the axe and that's the last time the gophers touched the axe didn't the vikings sign him they did for a minute like eight years he kicked five eight years ago wasn't he a kickoff specialist for the ravens or something yes and i think the vikings might have signed him to kick off yeah and he underwhelmed him and they caught him well he had that weird he's australian right he had that weird punting style where he would run out my favorite reese lloyd moments where he would he would take the snap as a punter, yep. and then he would run out to the right. He was like a curl-out punter, and oftentimes, maybe a handful of times during the season, the punt return team would just all run back to set up a return. and he, So he would be rolling out to the right and realize, oh, I've, no one's looking at me, and he would just run 20 yards and follow oh, the entire re- pack on the field for a first down. I don't remember that yeah, at all. It happened, it happened like five times in his last year. I have no sure. recollection of that. Yes. So you you were at the last Wisconsin win. Congratulations for that. Yeah, that's it. 15, might be a while. Fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's going to continue too. It's going to be. Gonna beat them this it's year. soon going to be sixteen. It might get up to eighteen. I could see that. Is it going to be able to drink one day? Is it going to get to twenty one? I don't think it's going to get to twenty one. <laughs> so it I mean, is it's now, good. So the your James has made the losing streak against Wisconsin uh, an animate object here. It's a living breathing thing if you get to 20 if <laughs> well, you they get, get to the... 21 you you will then have a, a a cycle of kids who are graduating college who have never seen the gophers beat the badgers in football yeah. i think you could also have there's a lot of twins chains you could have too right yeah like, like what, uh, one i had was the uh the the management screwed us by folding chain well, <laughs> that's the dozier the, the doge could wear that along with irv santana who made Four just outstanding starts before he decided to voice his displeasure. Would you call that? You could also call that the shortened version, the take no personal responsibility chain, right? <laughs> yep. yeah, it's not my fault. Listen, I know I haven't pitched all year except for the three times I have, and I've gotten rocked in all three of them, but it's not my fault. Go talk to Derek and Thad. Fault, Derek. Go talk to Derek and Thad. Yep. Not my, I did nothing wrong and here. You, and you know what? People blame us millennials for not taking refer. It's, it's hard to offer criticism, constructive criticism to us millennials. Irv's not even a millennial, right? Irvin's like no. 35. Oh, maybe he is then. Yeah, he might be is a that millennial. Still a I think if you're born after 1980. So okay. Okay. classic millennial symptoms there from Irvin Santana. What would the disappointing prospect chain be? So the uh, Buxton, Miguel, Sano well, chain. Well, I think you would just give one to all of the disappointing prospects. But I mean, So they could all wear them. What would the special design be? 
so that as these prospects continue to bust, there's a theme to the chain that you give uh, them. It would, be Alec, so it, would, it would be Alex Myers' face. <laughs> it'd be or a really tall. Any, it'd be a really tall chain. We could be, you could throw it back. Willie Willie Banks. Oh wow, Willie Banks. Could be, it could be the Scotts to Hobiak. Marty chain. Cordova. <laughs> Although I would Mark, Marty Cordova, at least he was the rookie of the rookie, year. Yeah. And had a couple good years, and then I think fell a little too in love then with what? the performance enhancers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see, it was maybe two or three years ago when they were in Baltimore, and, Mar- and Marty Cordova must live on the East Coast, and they had Marty Cordova on the broadcast with Dick and Bert, no. and he was wearing an Affliction shirt that was three sizes too small, had some sort of a chain hanging out, and he was representing whatever his new business was, and oh my gosh. it was like the most uncomfortable 15-minute, in- and the inning kept dragging what? on, and they're trying to milk this interview. What? What on earth? inspired them or caused them to get Marty Cordova on. He was, I don't know if it was for some charity or something, but it, he was he was in town, and they thought, oh, let's let's get Marty Cordova Coming back up next, year. Trevor Plouffe joins us. <laughs> it hey, Trevor, been, are you still disgruntled? It might have been the 20-year anniversary of his Rookie of the Year or something. I don't, I don't really know. Was, it, it, was, was oh it Marty Cordova? Was, was he the tanning bed guy? Was that yes. him? Yes. Was it? He... Burned himself because he fell asleep in a tanning bed. How long was he? How long was he? He went on the, like, the DL, right? The yeah, I think he might. I think he might. I don't remember the specifics about the DL stint. I think you might be right, James. But yeah, he uh, he could not play. In fact, I think TK outed him for that. He couldn't play in a game because oh. he, he said he had fallen asleep in a tanning bed. Was he in there for like an hour? For like an hour? Or he what? Fell asleep. <laughs> it, it's Cordova. He was bronzed, man. He probably oh, yeah, yeah. He probably was asleep for at least an hour. Uh, can you just imagine him in some little. <laughs> Well, you had the twins. Some so, tighties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Cordova did that. Lou Ford ironed himself, right? He did, yeah. So he was trying to iron a shirt. Well, while he was body. wearing it? Yeah, he, yes. was, he, oh, he heated the iron up, and he was wearing the button-up shirt and, and put the iron against his chest. Come on. I think baseball yeah, players happened. have the goofiest ways of getting hurt because every spring training, at least one or two guys go on the DL yeah. because they picked up a piece of luggage wrong. Yeah, well, Salvi Perez this year. And yeah. if you think about it, you know, baseball, at least in the other sports, now basketball, you go to college for one year, more like one semester, but like you're you're getting some higher, you're sitting in a class once in a while. Right. Football, you're in three years of college, so you got to do something to keep your grades up. Baseball, a lot of dudes come out from high school. They've stopped paying attention to school in their sophomore year of high school because they know they're going to get drafted. So they iron themselves with their shirts still on. <laughs> Just don't. I think if, if, if you were to like take the average IQ of athletes across each sport, I really think baseball would be among the lowest. I'm Falling not, asleep in a tanning bed is just fantastic, though, because it was so Cordova. Yeah. Like, it's exactly what you would expect from him. Yeah. Let's get Doogie in here next. Get scooped. No coincidence on the low IQ part. He has a high IQ, and he'll join us. We think he got on the shuttle. I don't know. Maybe he's he said he was on the new shuttle. Line. He told me All he was right. going to get on it. Doogie with a scoop session. Mackie and Judd. Garage Logic at 1 o'clock. Royce here this afternoon. It's 1500 ESPN, live from the Minnesota State Fair. Back in studio, we have a 55-inch TCL 4K Roku TV. We got them all over the walls and all over the uh, the hallways at 1500 ESPN, too. And right now, I know that uh, intern Max is recovering from a little surgery, and he's been watching Tiger Woods this morning. If you haven't watched sports or specifically golf on a 4K picture-quality TCL TV, it'll change your life. In fact... Uh, last night, I happened to have, I think it was like the 1999 Ryder Cup on uh, some channel, golf channel, and it was, it was in old standard definition from 20 years ago. And I just compare watching sports on one of these TVs to what we had 
10 or 20 years ago. It's incredible. You can go into any major local retailer in the Twin Cities and just go stare at a TCL TV or go to Google and type in TCL TV reviews, and you'll find out from publications like CNET and USA Today why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand and the third-largest TV manufacturer in the world right now. TCLUSA.com is another good spot. Mackie and Judd from the fair. Hey, yeah, I want a scoop, baby. All right, we got Darren Doogie Wolfson here from Five Eyewitness News. Garage Logic in about a half hour. Are we live on Facebook or something, or is this just just photo, just our beautiful faces? Just get my good side again. Yeah. Thanks, Fensky. Our radio faces. I feel like, and it's probably not just us, but you come out to the fair and you watch the radio shows that you've been listening to, and I got to assume that most people are very disappointed in how ugly and or just misleading the hosts look, right? Well, first off, is it dangerous to assume that all these people sitting here actually listen to, to 1500 ESPN? To Garage Logic. I mean, it's I'm a good Saturday, spot yeah. just to park. To or, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're waiting for Such in about a oh, half yeah. hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the pregame show again. Nope. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, you feel like a caged no animal, right? I mean, you're just you're sitting up here. We have this makeshift... It's a chain link just to block people, but it, if anybody really wants to come up here, it's, no. ele- it's electric. Like, for example, it's really, electric. if a listener wants a cookie, come on up. I'm volunteering cookies here. I think we got it. Well, I was going to say, we have, we have a dude here in some yellow sunglasses. He's already working on the popcorn, so when you're done with the popcorn, we got some cookies for you. I like those sunglasses. Right. Let's get into a little scoop session here. So you, let's start with twins. You just told us off the air the twins are already preparing for their 2019 free agent planning. And that's going to happen here before the season ends. They start planning for 2019 free agent class. Is that correct? That is accurate, yeah. I talked to General Manager Thad Levine. At some point, I told Thad, like, demand some money from me. Like, the amount of times I bother him, he's pretty much my co-host on the Scoop Podcast. (laughs) So I had him on again the other day. This little dude some cookies. Absolutely. Here you go, pal. You'll now, be if you're wearing a Packers shirt, we wouldn't let you eat one of If these. you take the whole bucket, Reavers might tackle you, but... Reavers, by the way, wants something to drink. And he made a good point. He goes, if there ever was a time for any of us to be bought off, right? Like, now is it, right? <laughs> like, with the future up in the air. <laughs> so if anybody wants to bring us anything to eat or drink, trust me, we can be bought. But anyway, yes, Thad told me that next week, Brad Style, who leads their pro scouting department is bringing in a number of scouts they will assign these scouts to go watch free agents okay so yeah so meetings next week at target field then guys will be out and about the mike radcliffe's of the world others will be watching pending free agents the whole month of september here's here's how you expedite this here's how you make this easier send them all to baltimore they should all be watching manny machado i'm with you on the manny machado or los angeles yeah. I'm sorry. Not Baltimore Los anymore. Angeles. You're right. Los Angeles. <laughs> as, as of the trade they, deadline. They'd yeah. be in Baltimore saying, man, this team really stinks, and we don't want yeah. any players no, off this team. No, I really think Chris Davis is ready for a resurgence, actually. <laughs> by the way, if you don't have the book on Manny Machado by now, you need to reevaluate how you're doing your internal scout. Correct. Yes. But, yeah, if they want to go to L.A., I'm with you. I tossed that out two months ago. Yeah. And then you ran with the idea. We're in on this. It's not realistic. Mm -hmm. He'll end up with the Yankees or the Phillies or who knows. Maybe the Dodgers come forward and make him a monster offer to stay. But, yes, I'm all in on Machado. But more realistically, we're talking who? I mean, we're talking second-tier pitchers. I mean, I don't think we're talking Dallas Keuchel. I like the Craig Kimbrell idea. Like, if you're asking me who is this team's closer next year, and I get it, Trevor Hildenberger has been in that role right now, but 
If I had to guess Sorry right now, that. I don't think next year's closer is currently on the roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of guys. Isn't Zach Britton also a free agent? I mean, there are a number of guys that will be available this winter. I'm all in because you're not you're not getting Machado, even though I'm all in on that idea. I'm all in on actually overpaying, at least from the twin standpoint, you know, because you might have to get to Wade Davis type money, Araldus Chapman type money, five years, eighty million. But I think a guy like Kimbrell will be fine for the next few years. I would love to solidify the back end of that bullpen. Who do we think they shop? Do, do they shop Kepler? Do they shop Sano? I mean, aggressively try and – because I, I'm not convinced all these kids are, are safe here. What's your best guess about if they try and swing some deals, who potentially gets moved here? Well, I mean, if you go back to last winter, they offered Max Kepler a right. contract extension. And they Kep- offered Eddie Rosario a contract and, extension. Byron Buxton. And Kepler plays, Kepler plays a position at which they have depth. They do. And I don't know that – I don't – I, I think you could convince yourself he's going to be a good player, but I don't know that he'd be the type of guy that you absolutely positively wouldn't give up. Well, I mean, I know that Tampa has a healthy opinion of Max Kepler. His name came up at times last winter in the Chris Archer talks. Mm-hmm. I told you, too, that Miguel Sano's came up, more so from the twin standpoint, just to push him out there just to see what the reception would be. And I told you from one team, they are convinced that in, well, heck, this was last year, so now one year from now that he's not a third baseman. Now, to his credit, he's in good shape. He really is. I mean, he dedicated himself in Fort Myers. So he is looking good right now, but I can just tell you, teams don't view him for the next handful of years as a third baseman. At best, he's a first baseman, or he's just a DH. So his value isn't that high. But would the Twins be open-minded if they got the right offer to moving Miguel Sano? Yes, I think they would be open-minded. What else did you learn from Thad Levine in your most recent discussion? Well... They definitely want to get a look at some of these pitchers that are currently at AAA. Zach Littell, Fernando Romero, Michael Pineda. Yeah. You know, Pineda made his first AAA start the other day. He'll be up in September, you know, and he'll be in the opening day rotation next year. They gave him a two-year deal, $10 million. I think it's only $2 million this year, $8 million next year. Yep. I think we can pencil in Michael Pineda in the opening day rotation next year, the former Yankee. But Littell's had a cup of coffee this year. They want to get another look at him. Romero's the guy that's, that's most on the innings limit. Barrios is on that list, too, so I would not be shocked in September if we see a six-man rotation. They may also trot out, whether it's Trevor May starting the game, maybe they bring up Nick Anderson, who would have to be added to the 40-man, but Brainerd native, you know, trotting out the idea of using one of these relievers to start the game, which yeah. they've been doing at AAA, which Tampa's been doing in the major league, start a reliever and then bring in a starting pitcher, or Romero, or somebody else, Latell in the second or third inning. Viking scoops? You know what? Everything came together fast on George Iloka. So I reached out to somebody close to George on Sunday. He told me, I can't imagine the Vikings hopping in because this individual, who's close to George, said, I know that they love Andrew Sandejo. Mm -hmm. And the Vikings didn't reach out on Sunday. I checked with this individual again Monday afternoon. He said, nope, I've had a handful of teams reach out. There are teams interested. The Vikings have not reached out. Monday night, I check again. Nope, Vikings haven't reached out. So I taped Scoop Podcast episode 168 Tuesday afternoon. I had that on at 2. I taped an open at 145. Had a couple Vikings notes mentioning, hey, if you're curious, the Vikings have not reached out on George Iloka. Well, that was accurate because the first time they made contact was Tuesday night, approximately 10 o'clock. They have him on a flight the next morning at 7 a.m., so he's got to get up at 4.30 a.m., get to the airport by 5-ish, get on a flight at 7. Everything happened fast. This was Mike Zimmer-driven. I'm told it was not universal in the Vikings' front office. Hey, let's bring in George Iloka. This was Mike Zimmer all the way. I'm now curious to see how creative Mike gets with Harrison Smith because I think there will be 
a handful of downs. I think Georgia can play a lot. So I think there's going to be a handful of downs where Sandejo's on the field, Iloka's on the field, and Harrison Smith is on the field. So Smith presumably moves up, plays some sort of hybrid linebacker position. I'm just curious to see how that unfolds. But I can just tell you, the Iloka camp said, hey, we want to go to Minnesota because we feel like one year from now, this is how we can cash out the best. That he's got another big contract in him. He can earn the most money by signing a minimum deal this year with the Vikings, then cash out next March. So and I'll also mention, as much as the Vikings like Sandejo, it's a very good bet that Sandejo is not a member of the Vikings one year from now. Okay. So does this take – okay, who does this take if, if Iloka's on the field? Is this taking more playing time away from Anthony Barr? Would, would Kendricks – if they have one linebacker on the field, is it going to be Kendricks? I don't have that answer. I mean, that's interesting. interesting. See, yeah, right? I mean, that's where it'll be interesting. I mean, and remember, they went after Michael Kendricks. Yeah. And I told you at the time when they were pursuing Michael Kendricks, who ultimately went to the Cleveland Browns for not that much money. So I don't know why he said no to the Vikings. But that they told Michael when they were pitching to him when he visited here that, hey, we won't just pigeonhole you as a first and second down linebacker, that you'll always be off the field on third down. So they were going to get creative in the way they were going to use Michael Kendricks. So I can just tell you, they are going to get creative in the ways that they use George Iloke. And I can just tell you, he is going to play. He did not sign here to just sit on the bench. Boys, I can tell you I have spies at TCO Performance Center and I was told <laughs> yes and I was told yesterday that Anthony Barr was actually on the field in a package in which he was a down lineman. Wow. So they didn't take so they took another down lineman off the field. Was it do you know which down lineman was off the field? Uh, I think it might have been I think it might have been cuz he's been hurt Griffin. Uh, could, but but Robinson was out there. So if Griffin's healthy, you you could uh, assume I think that uh, Robinson would come off the field. But the point being is, to what Doogie is saying, I think we're going to see this position flexibility where it, where we shouldn't think of it as like linemen, linebackers, secondary. Exactly. I think they're going to move guys around, and so so the weakest link is going to come out, and the weakest link might yeah. be offense or defensive line. And yeah. they will also rotate the defensive line right. too. So Which they didn't do enough. Everson Griffin is not going to play the snaps that he normally has. Daniel Hunter may not even play the snaps that we think He'll play. They will rotate those defensive linemen. So that makes sense yep. that we'll see Anthony Barr at times with his hand on the ground. Uh, Doogie's with us here. It's a scoop session, a few more minutes. We are going to give away in the next segment before Garage Logic as part of our official Garage Logic pregame show. We have old school 1500 ESPN swag bags with stuff from the last eight and a half, nine years. We're going to play a little game in the next segment. So we will be looking for two contestants shortly. Um, what's this deal? It sounds like the three of us were all invited to hang out with. Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden at a Twins game? Is this like a kind of a casual stop-ripping-us-hang session? Or I don't what know. What is this going to be? In fact, I mean, I've taken Droogie to a few games. It seems like a trap So somewhere. They're going to the, they're gonna light the room on fire and lock <laughs> us all in? <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I'm, I'm worried. What is going to take place on, on Monday night, September 10th at a Twins game? I guess they must have a suite. I thought it was a joke, though, but they have my email because when you enter Target Center, yeah. you know, to log in to the – to the free Wi-Fi, you have to you have to put in your email address. So they have my email address. So I sure. just figured, taking Droogie to a few games, just sitting in the stands like a like a regular fan, that they reached out, seeing if I want to purchase season tickets, what have you. But then judges told me off mic that he got the same invite. So it must be some sort of media deal. So yeah, they're probably trying to I smooth things over a little bit, Dukes. I mean, people have been a little, a little critical of Tibbs this offseason. They'd probably like to make that go away to us. They want to show us if once and for all there was not a computer monitor thrown through a glass pane <laughs> inside the new Wolves. I want to see here. I'll go if it's Tibbs, Buckets, and Towns. 
If they're all going to be together seeing Kumbaya, I'm there. What do you think the chances of that are? Wait. By the way, is is Townsend ever going to sign this contract? Yes, I still, yes, I am still led to believe he is going to sign the contract. Imagine being in a situation in life where you can have an offer of $150 million cold guaranteed on the table. It's actually more than that if he makes All-NBA next year. It would actually be $187 million. And you're so comfortable with your life that you can let that sit for like two months. Well, I mean, you follow him on Instagram, right? He's over yeah. in Spain now. He right. was in Italy a few weeks like, ago. Like, when I get around Jimmy to Butler's hanging with Neymar in Paris. Saw that picture, too. That was interesting. But, yeah, I had somebody <laughs> in the NBA reach out to me because they saw the story from Houston that James Harden is organizing this big trip for Rockets players yeah. to the Bahamas here in the next week or two. Team bonding. Somebody reached out and said, hey, what are the chances the Wolves do a trip like that? Wow. Yeah, probably not very good. <laughs> I don't think very good. All right, Dukes, uh, rapid-fire scoops here. Last 30 to 60 seconds. What do you got for us? Darwin Quintero, we are the home of of the Loons. He will yep. not play on Saturday. Coach Adrian Heath announced that earlier today. He's got a calf injury. Ooh, that's not good. No. No, I mean, he's their best player. So, no. I feel like you run a lot. Should be back be for, for their match against D.C. United in a couple weeks. So this is not a long-term injury. But no Quintero okay. this weekend against Kansas City. Yeah. What the heck else do I have? PJ Flex, Flex running around. Yeah, PJ Flex is running around. I actually ran into one of his starting offensive linemen. Flex got the entire Gophers team out here today. I do think he keeps it loosey goosey. I mean, talking to enough players, more so on background. I mean, he took them to Valley Fair the other day. Yeah, they went to Beyonce and Jay Z at US Bank Stadium a couple weeks ago. Didn't They're out they, here today. They slept at the stadium. They again, slept right? at the stadium That's again the, thing, the other you know, night. So we should sleep. We should sleep in the studio tonight. What no, do you think? It's a really bad idea. <laughs> Big tent outside in the parking lot. <laughs> how about sleep, that? We sleep right here. You know, based on that? traffic, it's not a bad idea. I if you don't have to worry about the traffic to get here tomorrow, just sleep here. I'm not much of a tent guy, though. I struggle with tents. You'd be okay. I can't really unless the, unless the tent is a Marriott, Judd's out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Listen, get Marriott bar. points. If the tent has a bar, I'm at it. <laughs> but I will say, oh, laughs aside, that, that I do think there's something to be said about doing things the right way when you look at Maryland's cluster bleep. When you look at Ohio State's cluster bleep, these guys love playing for P.J. Fleck. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a great year. I don't. All right? But I think they have a chance to win some games next year and the year after. And I just think doing things the right way matters. Yeah. We can debate how much it matters because ultimately you have to win games. Yeah. But I just like the way he runs his program. So I'm still – we've been all in on Fleck since day one. I'm still all in on P.J. Fleck. Yeah. Let's give Doogie a round of applause go, here Doogie. for being a good sport. Way to go. Look at uh, that. The Garage Logic pregame show. One more segment left. Mackie and Judd. We'll see you next week. All Sounds right. good. Bye, cool. I like it. All right. When we come back, we're going to give away some old school 1500 ESPN swag. We need two. Con- well, we need one more contestant. We have one right here. The next person to walk up to a microphone. We'll explain when we come back, and then Joe and the gang will be up here in about 15 minutes. Mackie and Judd from the fair. All right. We're back at the Minnesota State Fair. Garage Logic in about 10 minutes. Doogie's going to hang with us here, too, and uh, clown around. And at the end of each show during the fair, we have, as, oh, as, is, as here, let me hold this up. Vanna Judd over here But has. you got to check this out, because this isn't just any wow. old school stuff. <laughs> Look at this. Wow. Roycey and Mackie. We've got a Garage Logic best of CD in here. Collector's items, folks. We've got oh, I thought random. it said fun on the front. <laughs> well, it, we could, it, could have. it could have. <laughs> Judd and Fun. You never know what's in here. Hold on. I got to see. I'm going to check real quick to see if there is a uh, Roycey Mackie koozie in here, too. Because that would set this right over the top. We do have some of those. Uh, Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, the football football shirt from last year. It's pretty good. Anyways, we have 
a bunch of old school stuff from our promo closets to give away. And we have two contestants. Step up to the microphones very closely. Uh, gentleman in the white shirt, what's your name? Michael. Michael. And gentleman in the Randy Moss mooning shirt over here. Uh, I'm Bryce. We got Bryce and Michael. We're going to play a game here, best two out of three, called Closest to the Pin, okay? So you each have a whiteboard in your hands. We're going to ask you a question that has a number for an answer and give you, like, I don't know, 15 or 20 seconds to scribble down what you think the number is. i got to play along here. And then you're going to, here, just rip a piece of paper out because I'm going to need one. <laughs> here you go, Doogie. Doogie. You don't have any paper. Doogie. Yeah, right there. Thank you. Perfect. There you go. Okay. High maintenance. Are you guys ready for the first one? High maintenance. Okay. No help from the audience on this, unless you're just jeering or making fun of the contestants, okay? Best two out of three. So here's question number one. How many seats are inside Target Field? How many seats are inside Target Field? We'll give you about 20 seconds. And that's not how many people usually fill the seats. That would be far the less actual, this season. What's capacity seat of the <laughs> what seats? What is the average field? attendance right now? We're getting 20. They're, they've been doing really well lately. Yeah, yeah. they actually had a really good crowd a, a for bar. that Cole Stewart start last Saturday. The Detroit Five series seconds. drew. Doogie's playing along here, too. Doogie, you're, but you're there on a regular basis. Yeah, so. but you know what? I don't know. I mean, I think I'm close, but somebody might have me beat. All right, Doogie, close. hold yours up. No one can see it, but Doogie said 38,000. I've got 38,000. All right. All right. Bryce, hold yours up to the audience. 45,000. And right. Michael, what did you say? You said 63,000. Michael, we're what not talking U.S. Bank Stadium. No, the Metrodome had 63,000. Target Field has 39,504, which means if Doogie were eligible, he would win, but Bryce takes a one nothing lead here. All right. Nice. Bryce takes one. What else is it? There's another shirt in there, too, Judd. Right? Uh, there's uh, well, these no, are high no, stakes I showed, no, I showed both the shirts. We Hold can on. toss in some cookies. Hold too. on a second. Uh, there's a Sports Talk CD. There's a GL <laughs> CD. Oh, my God. You get a <laughs> Phil Mackey autograph, autograph card. You look like you're 12. Man, you were thin back then. I know, right? What look, happened? Look at how thin you yeah. are. Eight state fairs later, and what here is we this? are. What is this, like the senior picture from Buffalo right, High we're School? We're up against the clock. Question two. Question two. All right. If Bryce gets it, he wins the swag bag. How much did a 30-second super... Wait a second. Oh, oh, wipe off your answer. Sorry. Wipe off your answers. Where's Fensky? Come on. We're up against the clock here, folks. Fensky's we got to go. Fensky's got go. the paper towels. All right. How much did a 30-second Super Bowl ad cost in 1970? In 1970, how much did a 30-second right. Super Bowl ad cost? Yeah, we'll give you 10 seconds. Doogie. I, Doogie wasn't alive then. I wasn't alive then. All right. J Judd wasn't delivering hot takes quite yet. Oh, All you right. don't know that for sure. I might have been. All right, we'll start with Doogie again here. What do you say? $25,000. All right, Michael? A million dollars, and Bryce okay. says... Great minds think alike. $25,000. Nice. Wow. I like it, Bryce. The correct answer is $40,000, which means Bryce, everybody, Bryce. give him a round of applause. Fine work, Bryce. He's the winner of a random swag bag. But Hopefully Michael you still own a CD player, Bryce. Yeah, yeah, this is some <laughs> good stuff. One. This Mackie signed out of... Autograph card deal is just fantastic. And Doogie, you win an you uncomfortable, awkward hug from Judd after we're off the air here. Right? <laughs> no, I'll give it to him. We'll now. do that in the back. Oh, oh thank is, you, Judd. That is great right there. And I don't hug. No, that's how much <laughs> no, I, I know like you. Don't. That's how much I like yeah, Doogie. All right, we're, we're back tomorrow here. Garage Logic is up next, and then Patrick Royce later in the afternoon. We are Mackie and Judd live at the State Fair until next Friday. Thanks, James we'll Murphy. See you guys later. Good thank job. You. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. 
The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.